welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Owen. And I'm the sixth night at Freddy's, Dan Layton. That is an excellent joke Thank to you. kick us off here. We are down at the Cineworld at the O2. Yep. For a fabulous November month where we've got some big, massive movies coming oh, out. Oh, huge. We've got the Marvels. Massive. We've got a new Hunger Games movie. Big time. We've got Napoleon. Ironically, the biggest of them all. And we've got so much more to discuss with you today. But Dan, do you know what? We've got... A good rapport. Mm-hmm. You're one of my most favourite people on this planet. You're welcome. But you never ask me how I am. Okay, call out. Uh, how are you? I'm super, thanks for asking. And because of that, I think we should film in the super screen today. So come on, let's go. That's why I don't ask it. We're here in this fabulous super screen. Mm, super. It's quite super. It's massive. Yeah. Massive it, really is, it is. As Alan Partridge once said, mm. massive it is. <laughs> but even, yeah, we could talk about November movies, sure. Yep. But it doesn't mean that spooky season is over and done with. I mean, for you, spooky season is all year round. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a 24-7 yeah. thing. for my, And I live the spooky season life. That's true. But it is October 31st coming up soon. It is All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. It is Halloween. And we have got a special two secret screenings of classic horror movies. Yeah, because if there's nothing I love more than a horror movie, it's being surprised by said <laughs> horror movie. And I'd, I, we don't know what it is either. No. You'd think we've got the inside track, but yeah. they won't tell us what the secret movies are. Secret screenings are fun anyway, right? Because you sit down and you literally don't know what the film is. You can speculate and that's half the fun. You're having, what do you reckon it's going to be? What do you reckon it's going to be? And then you see the black card and that's your first moment of knowing what the film is. And it's a moment of like, oh, cool, this is what we're seeing. But also, it's a scary horror movie Mm. on Halloween. So there's all those little elements going on. It's also at a reduced ticket price, only £5 for uh, regular cinema goes, Or it's free if you're an unlimited card holder, Perfect. which of course you and I are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And everyone else in the crew is an unlimited card holder as well. You, the thing is, you said that like that's not the ca- Mine's in my bag. Like, you can go well, and no, get it if you want. I've got, it's mine's in my pocket, though. Right. I keep mine on me at all times, not far away from your bag like yours. Oh, I'm sorry. But if you like secret screenings and you think, oh, that's a really cool idea. I could go see two classic horror movies on October 31st. Mm-hmm. The following day, we have another another secret screening of an upcoming release it's of hard to talk about it because we don't know what it is we don't but it is like you know one on october 31st it's mm. a classic movie this yeah. is an upcoming release brand new film. so it could be any of the movies we're about to discuss in this episode spicy a little bit of little preview for you a little bit of preview tease for you there yeah. and yes you know i'm talking about october i'm talking about november i'm now going to look ahead to christmas why not because you can't help yourself well then i'm 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 a dad now yeah i have to be proactive when yeah. i'm buying gifts for people i right. can't wait until when i was a teenager sure i'd do everything on december tw- like 23rd 24th i was a christmas day shopper sometimes shopper, yeah. sometimes 26th yeah. i'll buy christmas <laughs> presents now i've got to get them in advance I've yep. got to get them early, which is why Cineworld are offering you Christmas gift packages to get for your loved ones now. Do you know how you're a um, Halloween person? Sure am. I am that much energy, but for Christmas, yeah. I love Christmas. And last year, I didn't feel particularly festive for, for a number of reasons, and it, and it disappointed me. Mm. So I made a vow on, on Christmas Day last year, I'm going to feel festive in 2023. So as far as I'm concerned, 
the second that clock ticks over midnight on Halloween, it's Mariah season. <laughs> I'm straight in. <laughs> and all I want for Christmas is a Cineworld gift package. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. For a limited time only until the 6th of November, so you've got to be quick on this, you can buy an e-gift for two and get an extra regular combo voucher for free. Or if you spend £30 on a gift card, you'll get an extra £5 e-gift card and you can feel free to debate whether or not you're going to give that to someone else or just keep it for yourself. I just love Christmas. Mm. I love getting presents. What is your favourite type of present to receive that is of the novelty variety? Oh, of the novelty variety. So, like, I quite enjoy a pyjama. Oh, I'm a socks man. There it is. I, I'm actually wearing uh, funky socks today. Yeah. Oh, lovely. You are, they're, like, they're kind of like cat in the hat. You might not be able to see on camera, but yeah. they're like orange stripes. Yes. I like a, I like a funky sock. Yeah, if you, if you replace the orange with red, that's candy cane socks. That's what I'm talking about. Festive Christmas presents. The thing is, though, with those kind of things, is they do have a shelf life. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, socks, you don't want to get, like, a, just a legion of socks. Or toiletries is another one. You know when you get, like, a bath set? Mm. It's like, thanks very much, but I sort of get this weekly. Unless it's a really fancy bath set, I'm getting it at Superdrug. Yeah. So, like, I want something I can use. I want something I can do. Also, like, it, it's a one-use thing. That's one yeah. And, like, right. and sure, that one use will be great. But will that one use give you memories? That's what, will you mem memorize them forever? Yeah, and you will do when you go to the cinema, because going to the cinema is cool. So, true story, I gave my, um, my, <laughs> it's a very weird, complicated one, but we were, I was staying with my flatmate's parents for mm. Christmas and I didn't know what to get them. So I got them a two for ones in a world gift card and, and like off you go. And it had the, the um, I think it said like, um, ties not spies, that kind of thing, you know, where it's like, or spies not ties rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shocks not socks. Shocks not socks, good one. That, so then I, I gave them that and they had a wonderful time when they told me about it. And I was like, I hope, I hope that you'll like this. It's a thing that I would enjoy, but I hope that you'll, you'll have a nice time as well. And they told me that they don't often treat themselves to like a date night to go to the movies. And they did on this occasion and they have subsequently many times since. So it's if more... you want to force your mates into going to the movies, you can do uh, far worse than getting them a gift card. So there's more details about that in the links in the video description down below. So go check that out. But Dan, let's kick off and talk about the movies that are okay. out in the month of November. I'll put that there because I'll get excited and stop rustling. And we are kicking things off with a movie I'm very excited for because mm. you know how much I love an R-rated comedy. Yes. Bottoms. Yes, Bottoms, which is a teen movie. Of Starring 30-year-olds. The... <laughs> yeah. In the grand tradition of teen movies, it's very much uh, a sort of modern teen movie. There's a queer uh, pair of friends who put together like a fight club in the attempt to impress the girls they like. Yeah, it's nerds making a fight club so they can beat up jock yeah. American football players. It's, or at least fight back against them. In the grand tradition of Gen Z, it's gone kind of viral. Yeah, You know, it? people have really liked There's been a lot of conversation about this movie already. A lot mm. of excitement drumming up on, on the old uh, online sphere. Um, so it's going to be a, a, fun, a fun little date night movie, I think, a little date night comedy. So we were watching the trailers before mm -hmm. we started recording this, and Ayo Itabiri was in, is in the movie, and yes. I know as Sydney from The Bear. And I thought <laughs> yeah. to myself, that's Sydney from The Bear. And then I was like, no, it can't be, because this is a teenager in yeah. a teen comedy, and Sydney in The Bear is a fully grown adult who's a professionally trained chef. <laughs> and I was like, these two cannot be the same person. And it is. What a transformative actor she hey, is. Hey, listen, that's part of the gig. You know, you've got to make sure you can cover all the bases. I find it interesting. Uh, I'm a nostalgia person, not unlike yourself. Mm -hmm. So when I'm on YouTube, I get a lot of videos recommended to me that are like, 
London in the 90s. Take like a bus ride through the 90s or whatever. And one of the most recently was high school Leavers Day in like the late 90s. I think it was 99. And I'm looking at them thinking, oh, no wonder you cast grown-ups. You all look like grown-ups to me. I don't know that I felt that way when I was like, no. 16. But these ones look like yeah. adults. So... I'm really excited for this movie. I think it looks really yeah, funny. The trailer's really funny. It's brash. It's bold. The, the words in the trailer that I like are the ones where, where it sounds like critics can't explain it. They're like, it's weird. It's, it's unhinged. It's, it's indescribable. It, it feels provocative in all the right ways. But if you're looking at something a little bit different, and this was a popular movie at the London Film Festival oh. this year, was How to Have Sex. I didn't see it at the London Film Festival because you're not as... Uh important and press-like as me. Um, no, I, um, I've i actually been deemed too cool <laughs> to, to get press access to it now. The reality is you had adult responsibilities and I, I don't. It, it is true as well, but you know, I said like, hey, can I come to the London Film Festival just, you know, on my, my out of hours work yeah. for each other being a dad and a, you know, a, a professional? Yeah. And they said, oh no, sorry, you're too, you're too cool, you're too cool to come here. We don't have a pass here. for you. <laughs> no, there's not a pass that exists for your level of coolness. Just, I think you should just go to Cineworld because <laughs> that, that's where the really that's, cool people go. And it's not incorrect because look <laughs> at us now. Uh, no, How to Have Sex was uh, uh, at the press screenings for the film festival, the most subscribed. I think they actually added an extra one and even that one was wow. basically queued out the wazoo. Um, so a lot of conversation about it. It's a very topical, very insightful very interesting uh drama L yeah there's a i don't want to sort of say too much i feel like it's something that i don't want to project your feelings on it's something it's going to stir up a lot of conversation okay uh, and i think people should go and bring what they want to bring to it but it's all about the themes of, of sort of consent and and yeah that's that's probably where i'm gonna leave it well that's kind of a similar theme not a similar theme but a kind of like a, a provocative nature mm. got a provocative little week we've got oh, here yeah. where we, with bottoms had to have sex in our third release yeah. of the week which is the royal hotel right which is an, yes, an, another right. like festival pick because that is a movie about power dynamics mm -hmm. and the the trailer for this i think is quite incredible really because it's not so just like oh this is like a, a normal uh, movie that seems like a face standard thing to kids who are just sort of like traveling and stuff and it's like oh you're going the bus is leaving in a week so you've got to stay in this one place mm. and then the word thriller comes up in like one of the uh, quotes and I was like oh that's not a word I was expecting and all of a sudden the film turns a bit dark it's kind of it, it looks like a bridge between a, a teen movie and then you sort of like thriller kind of thing and it, and it is very much the tale of two halves even on the color palette one of them is nice sort of like peach and, and pinky the other one is very green very David Fincher very mm. you know dank yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it certainly got you. I, I, I kind of felt the shift in you halfway I through. Re, yeah, I really dug it. I'm really excited to see this movie. Yeah, it's an interesting week, this one. Do you know what I find interesting, Dan? Please. Ah, there they are. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was uh, oh, <laughs> the crunch. The crunch every week. You think it's not going to be as loud. But it is. And we're currently in the super screen, which is a, I, I'm going to say a thousand seat cinema. It's probably not. It might not be that far away from it, though. But um, the echo in here from that crunch just now was was quite something. I won't do another one. Okay. Don't worry. No, I will. <laughs> oh, there was no need for that one. Because it's National Nacho Day on November 6th. That makes sense. And here go. is how we're going to celebrate National Nacho Day on November 6th. By giving you, unlimited viewers, and we know you're all unlimited card holders. Why wouldn't you be? It makes perfect sense. Giving you free nachos. Yeah, free nachos on National Nacho Day. What a way to celebrate. 
So you come to the cinema and you get free regular nachos, and that's a great way to spend the day. It is a great way to spend the day. Also, point of order, if you're an unlimited member, which I feel like you should be, because bear in mind, if you go and see, if you are an unlimited member and you go and see two films in that month, you've paid for an unlimited card. Perfect deal, as far as I'm concerned. It couldn't get more perfect, could it? Oh, well, it could, because if you go and see a movie on your birthday, you get free popcorn or free nachos on that day as well. And if you're not an unlimited card holder, why? <laughs> Like, why? Yeah. Ask yourself why. That's on you. Did you just hear what Dan just said? Yeah. It's it, it spelled it out for you. Do you know I've had my unlimited card for now 10 years? Are you really? Yeah. Wow. I'm waiting for my gold one. I want them to give me a little special gilt-edged one. Are you going to have a special day for it when it's uh, old enough to drive? <laughs> yeah, it won't be long. Yeah. <laughs> Released on the 10th of November, it's a return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe with The Marvels. I watched Thor 2 The Dark World again the other day because it's a brilliant film. And I thought... Um, you thought? Oh, hello. I thought to myself about how, like, oh, it's, it's time for another one. I'm fresh. I'm, I'm ready for another big superhero movie. And here we are with the sort of three, three in one in mm. many ways, aren't we? Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I really like the trailer for it. You mm. and I watched the trailer in 4DX. We did, yeah. It's available in 4DX and IMAX, super, uh, super screen where we're in. Absolutely. Including, actually, IMAX 3D. Oh. And I am really stoked for a lot of the action in this because it's about them transporting into each other's like beings and bodies and whatnot. And I think like on IMAX or in IMAX 3D, in 4DX, mm. that is going to be a Hell of a fun time. I love thinking about the writing of a story like that, where you've got board planned out and all your different plot points, and you're going to have to have red string everywhere trying to connect. <laughs> but yeah, so this is when they're in this body, and this is when they're in this timeline, and this is when they're in that. It's, it's, it sounds like a lot of uh, really admin. Moving parts. Yeah. Moving parts is exactly what it is. Moving parts of bodies mm. and moving parts. And I think this is going to be a really, really wicked time. And something like a little bit different from the movies we were talking about in the previous week. Yes, yeah, very different, very different. Um, but probably, I, I would imagine actually there is some crossover there as well with the the age dynamic of them because it's in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember if I'm misremembering this, but Ms. Marvel has like posters and those. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of the people. She's a, she's, with she's a high school. There you go. Speaking of 4DX and IMAX, Tiger Three mm -hmm. is also out this week. Yeah. Uh, just in time for Diwali, no less. Lovely. Perfect. And we've got an unlimited screening just a couple of days before this for Dream Scenario, which is the new Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. And then that movie is out on the 10th. Yes. So you could see the movie early yep. before anyone else does in an unlimited screening if you're an unlimited card holder. And then if you're one of your regular Joe people, you can then brag to your friends about how I saw the movie before you. Yeah. And then they can go see it on the 10th. Yes. Uh, it is Nicolas Cage. It's a very uh, weird concept of a, of a film. Basically, a Nicolas, Nicolas Cage movie. I know. Or... Would you believe? Mm. Nicolas Cage um, plays a man who appears in people's dreams. And he's just a normal person. He's just your average Joe. He just appears in people's, and, and like in everyone's dreams. And so then he becomes this kind of like overnight celebrity because people sort of know who he is. Yeah, he's yeah. not doing anything in the dream other than sort of standing there and looking at you. And then he, he's, not, he's not Freddy Kruegering it. No, he's just in the dream. And then suddenly someone has a dream where something very different from the norm happens and it creates. Well, that's your inciting incident for the movie, isn't it? There we go. You can find out what it creates on the November the 6th? 10th. 10th. And oh, oh, it's about the limited uh, yeah, screening. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, I, that's I'm a limited member, Luke. Sorry, you do apologize. Yes, on the 6th of November, we've got an unlimited screening of this. Can I tell you a fun fact about limited screenings? I would, I would insist that you do. Um, and this, I think, is a fact you're going to really, really like. Okay. 2023 marks the most unlimited screenings that Cineworld have ever done. Fantastic. 
Do you know what's great about that fact? Yeah. The year isn't over. Uh, that means a very which, good point. Which means every unlimited screening that we're going to do for November and December mm -hmm. just adds to that record. So what we're saying is we're setting a challenge for 2024. Yes. I'd say. Week after that, on the 17th of November, a movie that I know you have got a particular interest in. Yeah. Because we're returning to the world of The Hunger Games. I love The Hunger Games. I don't know, have I told you about how much I love The Hunger Games? Oh, I know. Yeah, I love The Hunger Games very, very much. I've read all the books uh, multiple times. I've also listened to them in audiobook form. I've seen the movies uh, over and over again. I didn't know The Hunger Games when I saw the first one. And then when I, I was like, I'll just go and see this movie. Absolutely loved it. For me, Catching Fire is one of the best book to screen adaptations I've ever seen. And I studied that for my dissertation in my degree. So I, I speak with authority on the matter. Well, someone hasn't seen Jurassic Park, but you know. I have actually seen Jurassic Park and I think that's another great adaptation, but Catching Fire is particularly brilliant. I also, I think Marking J Part 1 especially is such an interesting war media movie. It's fascinating. They're, they're all such good, rich, full films. And the prequel is the song, the ballads, it's, it's a long title, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And it's all about the 10th Hunger Games. So we know Katniss from the 74th and 75th Hunger Games. This is from the 10th Hunger Games. Coriolanus Snow, President Snow in the main trilogy, uh, it's his um, origin story, if you like. He's he's a young man in the newly rebuilt capital, just trying to to keep his head above water, keep his family afloat, and doing what he can do. And and it's it's he becomes a mentor in the tenth Hunger Games. He meets his his mentee. His 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 tribute is Lucy Graybeard, played by Rachel Ziegler. She's kind of a, the anti Katniss, but they share a very similar energy. There's there's similar similar rebellious spirit. Mm. So it's yeah, it's a very interesting. Plot. But if you're looking for something a little bit different to The Hunger Games, if you're a Luke Owen, yeah. you might say, go and check out Thanksgiving, which is the grand tradition of horror movies set around holidays. Yeah. Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night, My Bloody Valentine. Mm -hmm. And now we've got Thanksgiving, although they have done plenty of Thanksgiving horror-based movies before, but we've got a brand new one here. And it's called Thanksgiving. And it's called Thanksgiving. Same. And I'm very excited. It's got a really, really good cast of this. And I'm just, I'm so excited that this style of horror movie mm. is back and it's bloody. And it's and unashamed. It's, it is unashamed. Mm. And it's celebrating that it is this style of horror movie. And I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. I'm obviously uh, going to need uh, some affection before and afterwards in order to make it through because I am a little coward boy. Yeah. So what are you going to be seeing instead? Uh, I'll be seeing Saltburn, which is another film from the London Film Festival that did very well. Did it you is, go to that? I did, actually. I was very, very important and special. Mm. And it is uh, Emerald Fennell, who made Promising Young Woman, won an Oscar for the screenplay for that, and also uh, wrote Bad Cinderella, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, was Camilla in The Crime, uh, for those who watch television sometimes. Fantastic film. It's really, really interesting. Basically, Barry Keoghan plays a, a scouse lad who goes to Oxford and makes friends with the rich kid who... Can you do the rest of this in your uh, best scouse accent, please? I could do it my best, uh, I'm posh from Oxford. <laughs> that, that helps. Yeah. And they, they take him... They say, I'm Barry Keoghan and I'm coming... I'm from Liverpool and I'll make friends with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, you want to come stay with me for the summer? And then they do. And life at Saltburn, the manor where... Uh, this this posh kid Felix lives is not quite as it seems. But then again, 
Maybe neither is Barry Keoghan. It is uh, riotously funny, absolutely darkly hilarious, and the soundtrack is next level. I was having a little disco in my seat. It's set in like 2006, 2007, which is when I was at sixth form. So for me, that's like the peak of culture. Nothing was ever better than 2006 and 2007, especially when it comes to the music. Um, the final sequence in particular, which is set to a the, f the song you don't expect, I'm going to put it that way, with a visual that you don't expect either. There's a lot of like Greek mythology symbology in there and, and, and imagery and oh, it's just brilliant. I absolutely loved it and I can't wait for you to see it. And on a slightly different note, the following week, the last week we'll be talking about here, two very different movies mm -hmm. as well. Celebrating 100 years of Disney animation yeah. wish. Yes. The way that they're sort of pushing this is that this is the movie that's 100 years in the making. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, when you wish upon a star, that da 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 is now a movie. Mm -hmm. You are wishing upon a star and you get this wish. Uh, what I quite like about Wish, it's got a really interesting art style to it. Yeah. Like Disney have, you know, for the last, probably, you know, since Tangled onwards, have had the Disney 3D animation yep. look. Encanto had it, and Frozen, Frozen had it. Coco. Coco had it. That's a Pixar movie. Well, you know. that's true. But like this movie doesn't look like those. Mm -hmm. And for me, that sort of makes it stand out from some of the other stuff that they've done. Well, Disney have always pushed um, the boundaries of animation and... and um, it's their whole shtick. Exactly. It's what we know them for. And when they're, when they're making a movie to celebrate 100 years of this... Disney are a studio, but a Disney film sounds like a genre, you know, so that they they are movies that you mm -hmm. can't extract them from the cinema going experience. And so to, to, to celebrate that after 100 years is a, is a big challenge. It kind of reminds me a little bit when I look at the animation style of this, when Eisner took over mm. Disney in the, the late 80s, one of the first things he said and what sort of started the Disney renaissance of uh, 89 throughout was, we're Disney. Yeah. Like, we make animated movies. Like, why haven't we made a good animated movie in a while? And yeah. that sort of, like, put the boot up Disney and then we got Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Lad and Pocahontas and all this sort of stuff. Wish is a, a movie, because you were talking about, you know, like, to celebrate 100 years. There's a, it was like, we are Disney. Mm. And we are celebrating 100 years. Let's really make something here. Something special, yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited to be part of that. And speaking of something special, mm -hmm. Ridley Scott... Mm. Joaquin Phoenix, Napoleon. Yeah. When I heard those words, when they first announced that this was happening, I was like, yeah, all right, I'll book my ticket now. Like, he's, not even, <laughs> he's not even started production yet, but I'll go. Because uh, I, I love a Ridley Scott movie. We had The Last Duel a couple of years ago, uh, which I, I loved because I like when he plays with that kind of historic thing. Gladiator is another yeah. example. And here he is taking on the life of Napoleon. I don't, I don't know how you can fight that. It's going to be big. It's going to be Ridley Scott in, in scope it's and also, style. It's going to be Joaquin Phoenix acting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, is, this is acting. Yeah. Um, and, and as if we haven't had enough of that with, with you know, Joker and, and all these various things recently as well. I, lo I love working Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I think he's a fascinating screen presence and him playing Napoleon does, does a lot of box ticking. We also have some event cinema, the 2023 Royal Ballet live performance of Don Quixote on Tuesday the 7th at quarter past seven. We have National Theatre Live's Skylight on Thursday the 16th at 7 p.m. And Kevin Bridges will be doing stand-up with the overdue catch-up on Friday the 17th. We've also got an autism-friendly screening of Trolls Band Together on Sunday the 5th. And we will be screening the Christmas slash Halloween classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But that is not all. Because starting from November 2nd, mm. for the next week, 
we will be showing all eight Harry Potter movies in 4DX. Oh, yeah. At a reduced price ticket as well, £9.70 to go, oh, yeah. which is an absolute bargain. It's a steal, if you will. Yeah. All of the Harry Potter movies in 4DX. My uh, love affair with Cineworld started with the Harry Potter movies because when the last film was getting released, Cineworld showed... Uh, each film the day leading up to it. And I, my local Cineworld at the time was a bit of a trek away. I had to take a train and then I had to walk. And I did Walk? It, I know, would you believe I had to walk like half an hour. I did it every single day at the exact same time because I wanted to see all the movies in the cinema again before the last one came out. So for me, Harry Potter at Cineworld is a very like special little thing. Also, I, I've spoken about this a number of times on the show. When uh, the, the, that first interregnum period in the lockdowns, when we got a little trip back to the cinema, I got to go and see Prisoner of Azkaban in 4DX. And it changed the way I saw Prisoner of Azkaban and indeed the way I saw 4DX because I had a whole fresh experience of watching a movie that I've seen over and over again. DVDs that I've worn out, VHSs that I've worn out. And I got to see it in a completely different way with a fresh perspective because there's something about seeing a movie that you know intimately, that you know every edit, you know every shot and every transition but with the new effect of 4dx around you the the seats that move with the camera the lighting the smoke the snow in in the case of um prisoner of azkaban yeah it's just it's a it's a really magical experience and something that i've come to appreciate especially over the past couple of years is the number of people who make these films what they are the craft that's gone into it the hundreds of people on those credits who have put in their, their hard work to make these films so special. It's a, it's a great way to experience it all over again. But I'm afraid that's all we've got time for down here at the Cineworld at the O2. So we must leave you with this edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. But don't worry, if you want to hear this on the move, you can get it on all podcast platforms, the good, the bad, and indeed the less than both of those things. And we'll be back next month for another edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas, when it will be December. Oh, festive. Ho It'll be festive. Ho, 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 Christmas time. Lovely. We'll see you then. I've been Luke Owen. And I've been Dan And that's What's On. <laughs>